Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to a new episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Jay Dahan. Uh, Jay, let's start off by giving everybody a bit of an intro to yourself and we'll, uh, we'll get into this. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You know, being born in Canada to immigrant parents that came from India and England, you know, they, they came over to Canada, they started living a life that they could pursue for their next generation, which was me. Yeah. They became entrepreneurs that really gave me a sense of understanding entrepreneurship at a young age. And ever since then, I've been starting to get myself involved in more personal development, more education, finding mentors, and being able to elevate my skill set when it came to understanding language and communication. That allowed me to jump into the real estate game fairly quick at a young age and start to scale my father's portfolio from residential into commercial. Becoming a full-fledged now commercial developer and investor over the last nine years, we focus specifically on mid-size strip mall retail plazas, mm-hmm. everything from land acquisition all the way to the full-scale development, the managing of the leasing and the sale, as well as the actual property management until we either sell to a, an investor at a cap rate or we decide to keep in our portfolio a very specific niche kind of market that we created. And we just, you know, continuously built that over the years that allowed me to then pursue some of my dreams and goals of starting my own coaching company and being able to help inspire and empower others to be able to really articulate language, to be able to uncage their roar. So a lot of my psychological background, when it comes to neuroperformance, when it comes to psychology really allowed me to understand now the mapping of how body language and communication works. And that's now gotten me to move all the way out to Tampa Bay, Florida now. And I'm out here in Tampa Bay, Florida, just, you know, living my life, but also being able to now create and cultivate a business here and to be able to go out there and actually empower those that want to learn more about real estate, that want to understand more about how to communicate and learn more about just overall who they are as, as people. I like it. Um, you said a couple of things that really interest me in the, in your intro there, uh, Nero performance, uh, you talked about coaching, um, mm-hmm. How much of that does that, how does that play into it, right? Because um, there's always everybody, honestly, because I run a coaching program too as well. So every person is always about the, the how-to, the meat and potatoes, the, you know, this, this, next, this, how do I get to the, the finish line? But how much is missing by not having, you know, neuro performance? Um, how are you getting past these limiting beliefs? Let's go into that part a little bit. Exactly. And I love that. I love where you're going right into the meat and potatoes, because that's where really, you know, the viewers can get the value right here. See, it comes down to, again, the body language communication. It's something that isn't being taught right now, because we don't actually understand how to communicate with our bodies. We're focused so much on the linguistics of what we're going to say, and then the fear of not saying it and holding yourself back. And that is kind of the step one is being able to, you know, really understand what that fear is that's holding you back from the actual the momentum that you want to create in your world, the step forward. You know, I'm not here to tell you that you're, you can grow your business this way or you can do this, but ultimately it comes down to you as a human being, understanding at a, at a, at a first level is just where you're at. That allows you now from a near now neuro performance kicks in, which is now strategies, strategies that you can apply on a day-to-day that change the way that you communicate with your body, whether it's personal relationships, whether it's professional relationships, you know, maybe it's financial relationships where you're actually raising capital and doing things in this real estate game. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, the third step now with neuro performance becomes actually instilling it into the mind. Now, how do we now reprogram parts of our subconscious, our theta state, where, where we can now actually create and make habits in a strategic way, 
not just hoping that 21 days goes by and we make a habit. No, like actually rewiring the thoughts in the brain so that you are instinctively actually acting on that, on that new pattern that you've created. Interesting. Okay. So there's a lot of spots. There's a lot of stuff you just talked about there. Um, so you said something about like communicating and only communicating with your voice. So uh, like when you're saying, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know, gestures wasn't the right word, but is that the what you what you meant? Is it are you talking about like body language? Like what what do you mean by that? Do you have an example? Absolutely. So, you know, studies have shown that 55% is body language. It's how you're actually looking at me, the way my eyes are moving, my hand gestures. 55% is the energy that we actually feel from other humans. 38% now is the nonverbals. So this is now tonality. This is influx. This is my pitch. This is my volume or my duration in my words that now I can put character to my voice. And then 7% is mere just the actual physical words. Like if I continuously talk right now, I can also understand that 450 words per minute my brain can perceive, but even at full capacity without me stopping to say, even take a break right now, I can only get out about 200 words, which means my brain is still doing self-talk on what I want to say next, but it's also trying to figure out what question you're going to ask me so I can respond back to it after this. You see that? Yeah. So you said 450 words per minute is this, I might be really interpreting this completely wrong. Does it mean to slow down your volume so people, other people can think? Is that what you mean? What, what you Sorry, have to start to volume, sir, your speed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very good question, actually. With, with that is you have to understand that your, your brain is constantly doing self-chatter. Yeah. No, you, you, oh, you're, yeah. You're, you're constantly judging. Like, you, a picture like this, you get to the traffic light, right? You yeah. look over, you look, within five seconds, you're judging the person next to you. Oh, there's, oh, there's an older gentleman driving a Ferrari. He might be going through a midlife crisis. Oh, there's a little teeny bop going to her next beach vacation. Like we're, we're constantly in our mind self-talk. So when we actually now use our language to speak to others, most of the time we're focused on what we should say. But that's, that's where I'm going to contest that and say, it's not really what you say, it's how you say it now, how you can create energy in a conversation. You know, I sit at the bars all the time because it's just like, I love my social scenes and yeah. I go there and I'll sit down and I'll be having a drink and whatnot. And I'll get into a conversation with someone next to me and how easily I can build rapport with them comes down to just one simple thing. I got to be relatable. I got to be relatable. And I use situational fact. Everyone's like, Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I don't use good. First of all, I use amazing, fantastic incredible. That's first thing. But yeah. when I'm sitting next to somebody, I'll say, Oh, look at the game. Oh, that was a good goal. I'll use an offhand directional and that offhand directional now allows them to comfort kind of goes down. It's like, Hey, yeah, hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm just having a drink here. And then boom, a conversation has started. So we have to understand that we're, we're, we're losing so much of this with these things right here. You know, we're so stuck on our phones all the time. And where we stop doing this communication game where we can actually, you know, see each other like we're doing right now. So I just saw, cause some people are like 90%, 95% are going to be listening to this and not, and not mm -hmm. watching it. And they might have not caught on like the, the visual cue that you just did. You pointed at the screen. Is that, is that helpful? Like, is that pointing at it rather than just talking about it is what does that do? Absolutely. Well, magicians do it all the time, right? Magicians will, it's redirection of energy. And for those listeners, you said 95% are listeners, you know, this is another thing is that, you know, People that even conduct business over the phone only and are not even physically connected with people, they'll be like, yeah, you know, like, well, what does this mean? I don't really, I didn't see this or I, I don't I actually physically, you know, in front of somebody, but the auditory side, like y'all listening to this right now are going to start to see the influx and the tonality changes in my voice when I'm speaking. And that is very powerful to understand when to being an effective communicator.
So whether you're trying to raise capital, whether you're trying to get the next deal, or even find that, you know, that soulmate in your life, you have to learn how to create energy using your voice. It's not just about singing. It's about speaking. It's using this God-given ability that we have language and taking language and utilizing it. Okay. Is, is that what you coach? Like, is it, is it on the speaking part or what, what is the, the coaching program without, you know, doing a full spiel, but I'm just kind of curious about that. So my program title is called Uncaging Your Roar, because I feel that we're all lions and lionesses. We yeah. all have a roar inside that needs to be uncaged. So yeah. I help people break free from those limiting beliefs. And we then walk into the story and the, the, the timeline of what's created some of these holdbacks for you. From that positioning, you get more of a control position of knowing what is holding you back. People don't understand that you can't come up with your own limiting beliefs. You can't be like, this is the one thing that's holding me back. You need, you need coaching for that. You need somebody to see it from a third party. So we do that as our initial step. From there now, we start to mind map the way that you can understand body language, the way that you now can decipher de deception detection how, when people are lying to you so that you can become more, more, more loyal to the right people. You can stop going through these, these burnouts and these bad relationships and these bad business partnerships. You can start to avoid those by reading somebody's body energy before the decision's even made. Most of the time when I'm talking to people, I can tell what they're already in a sense thinking yeah. without them vocalizing because their body is telling me something completely different than sometimes what their voice says. So I can tell when somebody's being truthful. I can tell when somebody's being genuine. And that allows now a conversation to continue to build a relationship, to know that, you know, I can meet somebody at a bar one day and, you know, a couple, couple of weeks later, he's a client of mine and he's now gone from, you know, being at a starting step to now transacting actually a billion dollar deal at the moment right now and completely transformed. But it was him, his, his mindset just needed to be reignited. It was nothing that I did. It was allowing him to ignite himself back up. And that's what we now need to do to uncaging your roar is truly to overcome fear so that you can achieve greatness. I like it the some people they're given the exact same information and some people um I, I truly believe that they have something that's limiting them. they have a belief that's limiting them when they're trying to do this and some people can take the same information and do amazing things with it and some people don't do anything with it and like you were just mentioning it comes down to limiting beliefs but how do you figure out what it is that's limiting you like some people may not even have any idea what the fear is what how, how do they pinpoint that hello everybody thanks for listening to the podcast uh, i just wanted to let you know that i created a new coaching program i believe the new coaching program has way more value than any of the programs that have even existed in the past what we've done is pre-recorded all the lessons so that you can work through it at your own pace which is pretty cool and then we're going to meet up on a regular basis to answer the questions, do deal analysis, and actually spend our time together working on things instead of spending our time learning things. I think this will make a seamless transition to buying in the United States and will help you solve a lot of your problems. If this is of interest to you, go to glensutherland.com coaching. I hope to help you guys invest in the United States and I hope we provide as much value as possible. Back to the podcast. Well, you're asking me my, 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 my biggest trick now. You're my biggest secret. <laughs> I guess that, that's the gift that I've been given from above, I believe, <laughs> wholeheartedly. But what, what I think, just to put it in practicality for you, is that okay. my brain, just the way it's designed and what I've been able to feed it over the last 10 years, the last decade, and the millions of dollars that I've spent on my personal development has really gained me the access to just take a lot of complex information and just quite simplify it, but then create an actual step for it. 
See, I was talking about the economy the other day, and maybe this is a good little segue as well, too, is I was talking about the economy the other day, and I was like, we have micro, we have macro, we have all these things that are happening with US and Canada and leadership, and, and we have now BRICS coming in, the economy and everything like that. And when you start to put it all in perspective, though, you start to understand, like, how does this affect me as an individual? Like, it's awesome to hear people talk on podcasts and everything about just like, okay, so I made a million dollars and I transacted this and I, I, I've gone out there. But how do you give a strategy to somebody physically so that they can actually implement, okay, the US dollar may now start to come down. It may start to fall. So how can I now get ahead of this? Not just listening to a get rich quick or thinking that, oh, I got to just jump on this new bandwagon, but it's more so on now being able to really say, okay, well, how could this actually be leveraged the right way in my family on a micro scale first? Because everyone just talks the macro or oh, leadership here and a red over here and blue over here and this and this, and this, we keep going into all this small talk, yeah. but the real talk becomes like, okay, so how does that affect me? What can I actually physically do to change the trajectory of my family's life now? Yep. Okay. No, no, it, it, it's, those are, a lot of these questions are the, the tough questions. Um, everyone thinks it's about the, you know, just needing, they need that one contact, but um, a lot of it does come from your head. Um, and Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll have to re-listen to this one because it's going to be one of those ones that's going to, it'll get in your head and trigger some things. It's got me thinking about other side things. Just like you're saying, you probably can read my mind that my mind's like, oh, what about that? What? Anyway, um, you touched upon habits at the start. Um, how do you, how do you fix these habits? Like, honestly, um, nobody has good habits. <laughs> like, seriously, is it just doing the right, is it just as, as obvious as just start doing the right things? Because that fails. Otherwise, everyone would be thin and fit. Yeah, absolutely. I wish it was that simple. Actually, sorry, I should change my language. I wish it was that easy. Okay. Because it is simple. It's simple, but not easy. Okay. The thing is, if you if you want if you want the perfect physique body, it's a very simple process. You have to hit the gym. You have to eat clean, and you have to just do what, what and, and take the right supplements. Okay, perfect. The steps are there. It's just not easy doing that. Yeah that's where the challenge comes in that. And that's even a pain point for myself too, because it is hard. It's hard to motivate yourself like that to create habits. Let me just tell you for, for a second is going back to the comment that I made earlier, you yeah. know, people say it takes 21 days to make a habit. Well, I'll tell you like this. Have you ever met somebody that's gone into a bad car accident and that will not get back into another vehicle? No. That, well, so it's an example that I use, but it, okay, sorry. <laughs> people will go into a traumatic event after an accident. Yeah. a very, very aggressive accident and will not want to get back into a vehicle okay. in an instant. They got into an accident like, whoa, I'm just scared of getting back into a vehicle now because I don't want that to happen again. Now that's an instant change that you've made in your psychological being. So what's happening now is that, but in a negative context. So now what you can do now is that you can flip that over and actually create the same type of change positively instantly. But now the question is, how do you do that? That now comes down to what people call, yes, your purpose or your why or anything like that. Sure. But what I call it is really understanding who you are and where you actually see yourself in that position. I always, I always compare it to like you in the boxing ring. I use boxing for a lot of my clients. And, you know, you get into that boxing ring and you're going against that opponent. That opponent is stronger than you, more fierce than you, deadlier than you, everything like that. And you know you're going to get beat down. But then at the end, throughout it, you start getting back up. And if you can keep getting up, you start to understand, hold on, that person that I'm fighting is not an opponent. That person is me. That's the best version of me. And you keep pushing that and you're like, you know what? No, if I start to understand that it's more me, it's more me. You start to learn from that person, which is you. And then it evolves you. And then you win. You win the fight. And the fight is you being the most authentic you. Yeah. No, a so, lot of these uh, hard exercises, hard like triathlons, all this stuff. 
um, what everyone who does them, you, when you talk to them and, and, you know, there is training and all that stuff involved, but a lot of it is, you know, mentally being able to push and mentally seeing challenges and, and accepting them and then taking action yeah. on them. Like one, one big, one big one is a lot of people come to me and say like, Jay, like your morning grind is crazy. I wake up at three in the morning, you know, four in the morning, I'm starting my days. Like it's, it's, and they're like, how do you do that? Like, I want to do that, but I just can't get out of bed or I can't. So the simple thing is, is that you have to give yourself permission. You cannot just start a 4 a.m. grind tomorrow. It took me years to condition myself. So we have to understand that it is going to take time to do it, but small mental steps can be taken now. You know, when I first started out, I knew that like I was a snooze person. I would always click buttons, snooze, and I would just another, another 10 more minutes, another 10 more minutes, another 10 more minutes. And I realized if I'm like that, I'm either going to hate on myself for that. So I'm going to give myself bad self-chatter and I'm going to be like, See, like, I know, like, you're such a snooze person, but like another 10 more minutes, okay, 10 more minutes, and then you're, and then you're gonna feel bad about yourself, then you're gonna get up and you'll be like, yeah, I should have done it. But then you're already pre programming your day the wrong way versus just saying, look, I'm a snooze person, I need about three. So what I used to do is I wanted to be up at 5am, 5am was my first time that I started with, yeah. and I would set myself alarms at 430, 440, 450. And I would say to myself, I know that three, I'm giving myself permission this time. I'm giving myself permission. So when the first one comes, I'm allowed to press it. I'm excited to press it, which is creating a different type of psychology in my head now. I'm going like, ooh, I, I want to grab my phone. I want to click done because I still got a little bit of time after that. I get to still go back into bed now. I get to feel that same feeling that I like. So then I go for another 10 minutes. And the next one comes and I'm like, oh, the second one, which means now there is going to be a third one. It's giving me a little bit of a life lesson now. It's like, okay, the third one's coming. It's still not there. Just chill out a little bit. You can relax. You know, If you want to scroll a little bit or you want to do something, that's fun. And then when that last one comes, you know, okay, listen, feet on the floor, let's get up, let's move now. So you've given yourself permission and you've done it in a way to create positive energy in our mindsets versus a dwelling thought like, I'm supposed to wake up at five and I woke up at six. Now I feel like I'm failing my day. Now I'm an hour behind and da, 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 da. And then that's going to be, you're going to spin yourself out of control throughout the day. More things are going to, how I drop my keys all having the having a week from hell now. To, and it's going to just amplify that because you're asking the universe for that. Your subconscious doesn't know what's real and fake. It's our conscious mind that actually has to put reasoning and justification to what we actually do. But our subconscious goes, oh, I'm, I'm feeling parched. Mm. I'm just going to take a swig of my water. And now my, my subconscious mind is feeling better. My conscious mind had to know, okay, there's a bottle in front of me. I had to pick it up. I had to put it to my mouth. I have to swallow it. Now, okay, done. And now I did that. So when we start to understand that the subconscious game is where habits are created, Subconscious is where you now need to start to learn more about because we don't really often talk about the subconscious. But yet, if I asked you right now, Glenn, if I asked you, what was the first car you ever drove and what color was it? You want me to answer? I know. But Absolutely. I yeah, everyone knows that. My first vehicle was a Mazda B3000 pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. See, and what color was it? Tan. Tan. Yep. So right there, I took you out of the beta state that we were in and I just took you into the first state of your subconscious, which is the alpha state. So in your alpha state is where you have memories and the recall. So you, you did a memory recall to remember, and you probably pictured it in your head. I did. You probably, if not sat, you're sitting there with the wheel in your hand or, you know, <laughs> the first time you got that truck. And yeah. that's, that's using subconscious now as energy. Cause I was able to create that energy within you by asking you a question that way. You see what I mean? Yeah. So subconscious mind is now starting to now utilize that and going now the next layer in is your theta state. And then you have Delta at the end, which is like your REM sleep. This is usually, you know, five to nine brain frequency. And it's, it, it, that's when you're sleeping. But theta is very interesting because most of us, we get our information from visual. 
But 83% of, uh, of Wharton University actually did this study that 83% is visual in our senses, 11% is auditory, and the rest is between the rest of the senses, our olfactory, gustatory, and our kinesthetic, our touch. And what, how powerful that is, is that theta state is very powerful because theta, what happens is that your eyes shut. It's almost like picture like a, you know, like a young kid, a young kid's watching a, watching a television show and like eyes are blinking and like, and then they eyes get closed. The babysitter looks at her and says, okay, you know, kid's going to sleep. I'm going to change it from like, you know, cartoons to now uh, a horror movie. But the kid's auditory senses are still alive and they've been heightened because we've turned off visual. So that 11% now increases and we start to program our subconscious. Now, because of the screaming of the horror movie, now all of a sudden the kid has nightmares and wakes up with nightmares. But we thought the kid was sleeping the whole time. So visually when theta state is where you can program, it's a lot of where hypnosis happens. It's a lot of where guided meditation, you can call it yoga, you can call it praying, you can call it different types of levels of being able to get to a certain state of mind where visual is off, but your auditory is still downloading information. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, so is that what, um, not to try to like put your whole training into like one or two sentences, because it sounds like it's a lot of stuff, but um, is that what part of it that you're doing is where you, because uh, I've done some Tony Robbins stuff too, where you, mm -hmm. you, you know, you, you kind of are like put yourself into, uh, I, I don't know the terms, it's been a while since I did it, but you move yourself into the second level, but some activities. Different state. A different state. Yeah. Yeah. yeah different state that, yeah. To try to mm -hmm. program. No, okay, that's that's really interesting stuff, um, and honestly, uh, this uh, this this sort of side of it is, you know, once you've got all, I, actually, that's the wrong way to word it. I, I I corrected myself as I was about to say it. You know, yeah. once you got all the the other part to go in this, um, that's not the right way to do it. Um, but if people wanted to get a hold of you, wanted to learn about this, wanted to see how they could you know, up their performance, take away some of these limiting beliefs, or at least understand what's holding them back to be able to push forward. How do they track you down? How do they do that? Give us some, give us some information there. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank, and I appreciate you for, for letting me do that. And I really want to provide some value for, for your audience as well, too. The two main simple things that we do is we do, first and foremost, we, ho we host events. Our events are both virtual as well as live, and I'll be able to make sure that I include the link. Everything is going to be provided from jdahan.com. So the live events and the virtual events are basically there to uncage your roar. It's a Tony Robbins style approach, yes, because he is one of my third generation upper mentors. Yeah. Uh, I've met the man himself very, very well, and he, he's taught Richard Dolan, who's now taught me. So it's incredible, the knowledge, because it is all about the subconscious level. So these events are just designed for people to really just start to open up that conversation open up that dialogue, learn about body language, learn about some key strategies that you can use to improve the relationships in the, 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 the moment that you learn the strategy. So something on that side. The other side is what we do is we have a Lion's Den membership. So our Lion's Den membership is we take men, and it is a little bit focused on men that really want to be able to unleash their own emotions, figure out the masculinity that they have, the lion that they want. So we put, we called it Lion's Den. And every week we meet up on this lion's den. We bring all men from all different parts of the world and we just have real life conversations. And those are the two things that we're offering currently right now. And the best way, like I mentioned, was jdahan.com is our website that you can go directly to. And I would like to actually cordially invite you to next week's, uh, next week's call on Thursday at 6 p.m. And I would right. love for you to come on there and be able to chime in and, and share some of your experience and who you are as a man, as well as you know some of the amazing investing things. I know we didn't really talk too much about investing today, it and, doesn't and have to always be about investing. Exactly. There's, there's so exactly. much to this. 
Yeah. And I really appreciate that because this is the realness. I just wanted to be, you know, having a conversation here. And, you know, sometimes you're getting on some of these, it's, it's hard because we want a focus, but you actually ran with it. And I really, really appreciate, you know, your time today to ask me these questions. No problem. I, I think I'm good. I, I'm send me an invite. I think I'll, uh, I'll I think I'll take you up on that. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Jay. Um, awesome, awesome interview. Like no, lots of stuff. I'm gonna re-listen to this one myself personally. Appreciate that. Any any value I can add, I'm always here for you guys. So thank you again for having me on the show, and uh, we'll see you next week. That was a nice video. Bye.